0: Look, Chris. I can still get my leg over my round my neck. It looks just like Look. your Grinder profile picture. It does.
2: Ka-dunk. That's me getting back in the Homo Sapiens saddle, William. Because it's time for <laughs> Homo Sapiens Extra. We haven't had one for a bit, have we?
0: Why do you always call me a saddle? Because <laughs> you're made of leather.
2: I was ill. You were ill, exactly. How are you feeling?
0: No, I'm feeling much better, thanks.
2: Well, let me tell you what we've got on this week's episode of Homo Sapiens Extra. We've got, of course, all your wonderful correspondence, dear listeners. You've been writing in, you've been tweeting in, you've been Instagramming in. But we've also got one of, one of my favourite things, an episode of Meet the Listener, where one of our listeners who's written in, we go and share a drink with them. And we've also, William, got some rather interesting news vis a vis RuPaul's drag race, haven't we?
0: Yes. Uh, we might sound a little bit distanced because where are you? I'm in California. I'm in London
2: Bridge. Similarly balmy. Uh, yeah, I'm here on holiday. How's your jet lag? My jet lag's great because, do you know what, if I could, I would actually live with jet lag because you wake up at four in the morning, you get loads of stuff done by six, you go to the gym, I've been meditating, I've done it once, I've been to the gym once, but still I feel like I'm living my best life and it's sunny here and do you know what, sunshine is very
0: good for the soul. Your eyes look very white, I mean, you've got the brown eyes but then they're very white around it, you're not drinking at the moment. Oh, I'm drinking. Well, if you'd asked me, if
2: you'd asked me that as I, I drank a vodka tonic that I think was pure vodka in a gay bar in West Hollywood called like Short Shorts or something last night, you would have known that I am drinking.
0: I hope you have a lovely time. We've got some work to get on with. Ding, ding, round one. Guess who has come back to Netflix? No. RuPaul's Drag Race is back. And I just love it. And I have to say that I think these contestants are kind of like in... They are all super good.
2: They're also doing a UK drag race, aren't they?
0: I have heard word of this, but we missed the application. Um, Well, someone tweeted actually saying they wanted us to present it. Who is presenting it? Graham Norton. Oh, okay, he's got more experience.
2: What, of drag?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: of broadcasting. I dressed up as Kate Moss to my 13th birthday. I think if that isn't credentials, then what is?
0: I think that's amazing, and I do like dressing as a granny when I go to parties.
2: I used to really enjoy dressing up as a woman for years as as a kid, up until I was about 13, and then people told me I was weird, so I stopped. But maybe it's time to revisit it.
0: If you went on RuPaul's Drag Race, I would support you wholeheartedly. The whole bit where you have to make an outfit out of
2: like a pile of... Stuff that they hand you.
0: I would slay, girl. You would slay. You fucking. And also, you can do the splits, which not many people know.
2: No, only a few intimate and
0: ex-boyfriends mm. know that moments. um uh, So I think it's time. Cause we've got a lot to get through. I think we should go to meet the listener. And mm. as you said earlier, this is when we meet a listener who gets in touch with us and we share a drink with them. Uh, brought to us by Smirnoff, our brand partners who do we meet chris we met michael who well he wrote this incredible
2: email to us about his experience as being a gay teacher in a predominantly all-boys school Uh, the sixth form is mixed and how he tries to lead by example as a gay man and telling and what he wrote in his email the thing that really just both touched us both was how he said to like one of the boy pupils You know, if you ever want a girlfriend or a boyfriend, you need to smarten up your clothes. And it's just all those little tiny things that are so important in the long run. And also the most incredible part of our conversation with him coming up is how he talks about sort of representing LGBTQ plus inclusivity has enabled him to come to terms with his own sexuality. And it's your school that you went to. And it was at my old school that I went to as a kid. I think we should hear him. Grab the tape cassette and press play. What would you like to drink? Ice um, in a slice, an, an almond.
3: <laughs> um, vodka and coke. Great. Great. Do yeah. you want ice with it? Uh, a little bit, yeah, a one bit. bit, bit of ice. Yeah.
2: Think it's it's nice. one of the William, what are you going to have? I I'll have a vodka tonic, please. Wonderful. I think I'm going to have the same. What do you do
3: for a living? I'm a teacher. I run a geography department at a, a school, kind of just on the outskirts of, of London.
0: How do LGBT issues come into your?
3: Professional life. Through the subject that I teach as a geographer, we we do a lot of stuff on demographics and things like that, so Mm. we're looking at population change a lot of the time, for example. And then myself and a colleague also run a kind of an LGBT plus group within the school.
0: I mean, God, the idea of that when I was at school, Mm. I just...
3: It wasn't there when I was there, No, I mean, it was
0: me arguing literally every week at Christian Forum.
2: (laughs) Do you experience any homophobia or, in a broader sense, any kind of intolerance?
3: I can only think of two kind of incidences in, in, in six years. Um, and they were among the very youngest pupils that we teach, so kind of the 11-year-olds. And I think it was a language issue more than anything else. I think they were throwing around words that they didn't fully understand what they meant. I have such a thing about people saying, that's so gay. So in all honesty, and I can say this hand on heart, I don't really experience that, and I haven't.
0: Which is amazing.
3: Yeah, and it's that's what kind of, I guess, also sparked me to write into you guys, because I know that's a lot of discussion that's come up, and I know that lots of teachers still have those issues in their schools. But But I can genuinely say that, where we are. I don't know whether it's kind of the environment that we're in, the fact that kind of we're quite open, the fact that there are openly LGBT pupils in the sit form and and young years as as well. You know, we've had pupils in year nine kind of come out and be quite happy and and feel quite well supported. But maybe it's less of a thing where we are or less of a thing nationally, I don't know. But it it does seem to me to be shifting. Our first guest that we had was Owen Jones uh,
0: on season one. And he said the people that suffer from homophobia the most are straight young men. Yes. Because they're being told that being gay is wrong as well. So they kind of, it feeds the monster. So I think for straight young men, you know, boys to hear that it's still okay... It stops it being an issue for them, mm. because that's where the homophobia comes from. Mm. So they hear like, oh, it's kind of normalised, you know, it's really, the right way it's normalised.
3: It's really interesting. So we, I, I taught a very small, small group of kids, and what I didn't realise was that two of the boys were actually dating for a long period of time. So kind of seven kids, two of them were together, wow. two of the boys were together, and subsequently one of them kind of had a chat with me about, about his feelings and, and things that were happening. And I was kind of like, I I just had no idea. And he was like, but the whole sit form knows. How do you not know that I've been dating this guy for like the last... And I'm like, well, we don't actually get overly involved in your issues. Do you know what I mean? Like, we don't kind of want, want to know all the ins and outs of it. But I just walked away and thought, that's amazing. Like, how... It was just such a normal thing. Like, the two of them pinging messages on the computer to one another in the lesson, which they probably shouldn't be doing. But apparently, kind of they've, they've fessed up to this since. kind of, you know, having... Like, sending each other, like, little kind of WhatsApp messages or whatever kind of on the. And you're just like, that's... That's brilliant. Like, the fact that you feel comfortable enough to do that, like maybe I've played a role in that, maybe somebody else has, I don't know. But the fact that we create an environment that you can feel like that mm. is, it's amazing. is brilliant. And that's why I love what I do and, and I'm lucky enough to get to do, to do it where, I, where mm. I get to do it.
0: When you got into the profession yeah. as a gay man, did you feel that you needed to be openly out, that you wanted to be...
3: So I was quite keen from the moment I went to university to be, be myself maybe when I was at school I kind of kept things a little bit more private and then when I went when I went kind of into the profession I I wanted to establish myself professionally and I think probably more for my own insecurities I thought this isn't the way to go like I'm better off just kind of a few select friends people that I'm close to fine absolutely know that I'm gay and then the rest of them kind of you know they'll just find out when they find out kind of thing I didn't feel the need to sing and dance about it so to speak and then actually I, I realized it, it was quite a big part of me and as I got more confident my kind of my feet I got my feet under the table a bit more I felt more I just felt like it was important to be who I am and and then this group kind of started up and that kind of helped me to really grow in confidence as well so I think I've gone on a journey with this group as much as the pupils the wow. to, cool. yeah, oh, cool. um, which is quite a big thing for me because I guess I was quite insecure about myself in the profession as well That's amazing. The headmaster was fully supportive of this, and he kind of signed off on us. We basically changed the school logo, so I don't know if you've seen it recently, Mm. Chris, but it's kind of a more, it's like a quite cool kind of standing lion carrying a flag, Mm -hmm. and he allowed us to kind of put the pride flag in the lion's hand and kind of fly with that, so that kind of shifted things. So I have worked and trained in state schools, and I think it is probably more difficult. I think Mm. we we do have luxuries that other schools maybe can't be afforded.
0: When funding is much more of a problem, they're far more stretched, so looking at specific issues like that might just be harder for them.
3: Yeah, Um, I think, although although we we, we do a lot of partnership work with other schools, and we know that there are other schools local to us and in in Wimbledon, and Raines Park areas that are also doing kind of great things on this front. So I think it it completely can be done. I think funding probably makes it easier for us to to kind of expand out beyond just running a club.
2: What could we be doing more of in schools to help kids?
3: That's kind of an ongoing discussion, I think, that's being had in in schools at the moment, um, state and private. I think the discussion around language needs to be much bigger. I don't think schools are tackling the language issue as well as they could be. I think we need visibility. It's a difficult one because some people don't want to be visibly LGBT in schools. They don't feel the need to. And then I've got other colleagues in other schools who I know will wear an LGBT kind of pride pin on their lanyards or something. sticker. And yeah, to these are teachers. Yeah, colleagues. Um, so I think it's important that the kids kind of have role models in the us. And also the fact that we do just have open discussions about it. I say to them, you know, when you get a girlfriend or a boyfriend one day, you need to be in a position to do mm. X, Y, and Z. And that's I think, right. I think comments like that actually go a long way because for that one kid in the back of the class, mm. when there's 21 others, for example, who, who are, who are straight, and there's one kid in the back that's gay, that, that single comment in that one day can make a massive difference to mm. their, their kind of their day.
0: That was Michael. I would have liked to teach like that to be at my school.
3: Oh, I would have loved rather than the one
0: teacher. that used to throw children across the room into radiators. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been nice. All All got pissed and passed out. All fondled boys. Actually, the whole the list goes on. The Um, list goes on. Isn't that wonderful? What what lovely caring times we were brought. God, it was a lovely place. Such a Mm. shame you can't sue them now. It's too far gone.
2: (laughs) But he's doing brilliant work, and he's leading by example. And I'm so thrilled there are people like him in the world. And I'm so thank you so much for writing
1: in. He was such a cool guy.
0: Yes, and I'd like to hear what what people think about that. Actually.
1: JD Power ranks Sleep Number number 1 in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Um, Chris, do you want
0: a bit of R&R? And I don't mean rest and recuperation. I mean, rate and review. Uh, yes, please. Rate and review, rate and review, rate and review, rate and review.
2: Grant has been in touch saying, I recently discovered podcasts and was looking for easy listening. But with yours, I got so much more. I first remember, I first listened to a number of them on a plane to New York. My first trip there. Maybe that's why he went, because of our American season. And I ended up being so inspired that I went to visit Club Coming. I'm a gay man who's studying to be a psychotherapist. Well, you won't be sure to work, but found I had <laughs> complacent about gay life in my 30s. Your podcast not only reawakened my thoughts on my own approach to life as a gay man, but made me reassess my coming out and the impact of it on my life and how it led to my anxiety for years. It's inspiring to hear two successful guys and the varied guests openly discussed. Oh, that's one successful guy burping. Sorry. Um, and the varied guests openly discuss anxiety as an ongoing meandering issue that changes as life does, rather than something that gets quickly fixed as often portrayed by the celebrities in the media. So that was... God, great. I, love, I love nice people. Murray has been in touch. Can't believe it's taken until now to find this fantastic podcast. Despite Andy w- Murray,
0: he's injured, so he'll be listening. Ah,
2: should I do it in a Scottish accent? Yeah. Despite Will and Chris having interviewed my flatmate in an early episode... And he's always crying, Andy Murray, isn't he? Now frantically listening to three seasons of backlog, <laughs> and struggling to keep up with a stream of fascinating books, <laughs> to read music, to listen to blogs, to check out Wikipedia entries to look up. <laughs> and The show highlights homo sapiens is by turns intelligent, charming, funny, kind, cosy, thought-provoking, inquisitive, generous, mind-expanding and altogether joyful, essential listening for diverse humans. That is amazing. I'm sorry, patchy Scottish accent. And also, I think it's really cool that Andy Murray cries in public, by the way. Yeah, me too. I mustn't be unkind. This, sapiens Extra is just peppered with me qualifying everything I say by saying, I mustn't be unkind. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to have a chat with my therapist about that. Bubba says, Mark Bubba says, hey, Will, hey, Chris. Well, what I thought you I... were calling me Bubba for a second. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, Bubba. <I was>. <laughs> yes,
2: booty. <laughs> um, <laughs> What can I say? Season three and still bloody awesome and funny. Thank you so much for being a part of my life. Been feeling very over the past few years very empty and didn't seem to know why, I think that's what it says. And he's saying he loves the Sam Smith episode. Wasn't a fan of the gay radio episode. Hey, we're happy to have feedback. Is it a punch to the stomach? Yes.
0: Is it a body <laughs> blow?
2: Yes. Are we happy to get the feedback? Yes. And then he goes on to say, but hey, after listening, I've been on therapy sessions for four weeks and delving into lots of issues. And if it wasn't for you guys guiding me in this positive position, I would still be more lost than ever. Your podcast is amazing and funny, but please stop. What do you think it says next, William? Talking. Stop the sucking noise from chocolates. Very annoying when you have headphones and not attractive. But hey, you guys are amazing. They're nothing if not consistent, our dear listeners, are they?
0: Yes, it's true. But hey... As I said before, a girl got to eat. Uh,
2: Yeah, so, William, what do you think is your favourite there? And you can't give the prize to me for my Scottish accent, okay?
0: (laughs) I'd like it to go to the first chap who went to New York. I just thought it was just lovely.
2: Grant. Oh, brilliant. Okay, so, Grant, we know you're listening. Please, will you write in to hello at com, and we will send you a Homo Sapiens T-shirt and... This is a good point for me to say that the Homo sapiens t-shirt and sweater sale has now ended. So if you see anyone else wearing one, please give them a wave. Please send us pictures of you wearing them. And if we do get extreme demand, we may well sell them again before the end of the season. But you have to let us know. Emails, emails, emails. William, can I have a jingle?
0: Tell me emails, tell me sweet little emails.
2: Da, 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 da,
0: da, da, da. Mm.
2: Paul's been in touch about the Skin interview. Hi, guys. Oh. I thought I would share thoughts on your episode with Skin from Skunk and Nancy. As a gay teen in the 90s, she, Brian Molko, and Shirley Manson were my LGBT and straight LA idols in the world, in the rock world of straight white men. It was a delight to hear her views on the music scene and what it was and still is like to be black, bisexual women in rock. I loved her take on progressive politics and the need to give people time to get there. Issues around identity and inequality can often end up between goodies and baddies or some form of hierarchy of privilege. However, as she pointed out, we all have different life experiences and backgrounds which shape us and exploring this to develop understanding of each other is the only way forwards. Thank you for interviewing one of my idols. I will be repeat listening multiple times. Well, thank you, Paul. And don't forget to rate and review and subscribe. Yes, correct. Amy's been in touch from the WI. Hi, both. I'm loving the new season. You may remember me from the email I sent a couple of seasons ago. Read the WI, which is the Women's Institute. When you read out my email, you mentioned you'd like to attend a WI event. Well, Wiltshire Federation are 100 this year. So we have lots of events planned. We'd love oh if you God. could attend one.
0: Please, Dreams, please, please, please.
2: William, dreams
0: do come true. Oh, yes. When and where. You name the date and I will be there.
2: Lucy has been in touch. Dear Will and Chris. This is a really cool email. I'm a woman, mother, sister, daughter, attached to a sometimes charismatic, sometimes grumpy Irish husband. My 15-year-old daughter recently introduced me to your podcast knowing I would love it. When I pick her up from school in the car, we often listen to you together and laugh out loud, finding ourselves interjecting with our own comments and banter as they were in the room with you. You helped to lift us out of our day. One time Ella asked what my brother, her uncle, was like. He sadly died before she was born at the age of 24. I said he would have easily slotted in with the chat with the two of you, your third wheel. She thought for a moment and said, I wish they, you two, could be my surrogate uncles. So if you don't mind, without knowing us, that is what you've become. Don't ever change, you're wonderful. Keep eating chocolate, keep gardening, keep loving dogs. Keep reminding us that we are all so flawed but happy. Guilty. Sometimes not so happy but doing okay. And just keep being yourself. It's what this messed up world needs. I'll stop now, but if you have a spare tea for my girl, it'll be much appreciated. Isn't that cool? I actually feel rather choked up by that. So do I. And can I just say, Ella, we are very happy to be your uncles. Your surrogate uncles, aren't we?
0: Yes. Yes, yes, yes.
2: You know what that Um, means? Uncle William sends you a big birthday present every year.
0: (laughs) And a big Christmas present. (laughs) On the FaceTime... What mm. do I look like? I'm giving an impersonation. A fish. No, I'm a baby chick looking for a worm. And what kind of worm? A wormhole of the week. No, and... Oh, that's a good one, actually. I didn't even think about that. Yes, a wormhole of the week. William, what's your wormhole of the week been? I've had about four. <sighs> I think we both know what this is. Go on. It's Land in Marrakesh. I started watching nocturnal... Animals—is that what it's called? The film, the, the Tom Ford film. Mm. But then my mind wandered halfway through, and I was also eating a burger. I then went to land for sale in Marrakech. Mm-hmm. Why would you not? And then ended up looking for a place to go on holiday in the summertime. Currently, I'm in France, but who knows? I could end up anywhere. You're in France right now? No. Oh, uh, what's your wor- what's your wormhole?
2: <laughs> well, so. I don't know how this happened, but this is... I'll tell you, Gov, and you can judge. I suddenly woke up thinking about Christina Milian. Do you remember her? Mm. And she had that song. Tell me, what do you think you see? In the corner looking up on me. Called When You Look At Me, that was it. You know when you have to sing the song to get your head to the name. So went on a whole internet odyssey of looking at her videos because her videos <laughs> were early noughties perfection glam like giant blue set with her with a big diamond blue ring on like flashing in the screen the songs are so good so then I was like so what's she up to these days then I hit her Instagram profile so then I'm looking at pictures of her and then when you follow someone what happens is you know if you follow someone on Instagram then it comes up with suggestions so then I'm on a whole odyssey of other people from that time ended up being led to therapists who post on Instagram And this one woman called Nedra Tawab, which is N-E-D-R-A-T-A-W-W-A-B. She posts amazing little nuggets of things about psychotherapy. So this post here is like uh, boundaries for enablers. And then she'll post like 10 little points about what enabling is or what boundaries are for enabling. And if you want to know a bit more about therapy, it's just a brilliant thing to follow because you get to... Find out a little bit more in bite-sized chunks. I love that. And then I also ended up at uh, this website called Gay Couple which is G-A-Y-C-O-U-P-L-E-E, which is just photos of gay couples. Are you and William in it? I have bombarded them with emails. This is me and William making breakfast. This is me and William walking the dog. Nothing. I think the problem is that we have our tops on in all our photos.
0: I hope that you have a lovely day with your mum. I'm now off to do a fitting. If in doubt, her, that's my only advice to you. <laughs> have a great time. Don't worry about getting me a present.
2: I won't give it a moment's thought. And on Thursday, listeners, we've got our interview with David Sedaris, which is so funny. You've got to tune in for
1: that. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more.